afford it. Need a break? Relax. Grab a coffee and join the conversation with Mariska on Two Sugars. Great to have your company again this afternoon. Well, wherever you are, whatever the time, whatever the weather, it's time for you to take 25. Pour yourself a cuppa, put your feet up and join the conversation. You're with Irene and Mariska, listening to Two Sugars on 104.6 Planet FM.
Wow, that was another great song. Kind of needed that to cheer us up. My goodness, Irene, I have just looked out my window and there is a kiddaroo sitting on the branch staring back at me. Great. That's awesome. Don't even bother taking a photo because he's going to make that his home now. He's going to be there forever. Well, they do. They come in every so... um, they're seasonal, so they're not here all of the time, but then they make it their home for a couple of months and then they seem to be off again. And But I haven't seen them for a while, and there he is, sitting right in the sunshine. Hmm. Awesome. Because you've got all the food to attract them around there as well, which makes it lovely. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is quite but nice to see. A few things I like about this place is the tuis that sing out in the trees all the time. Just yesterday they were just going absolutely flat out. It's awesome. And they've obviously got enough food at the moment, though, because we feed them. So you could put out some sugar water and they keep coming back all yeah. through winter. Mm. No, well, on my hikes and that, I've seen loads and loads of them too, and there's loads of berries around. So we might have a few drunk birds around again this year as well. Yes, I know. Isn't it funny how they do get drunk? And especially the kedaloo, they really get drunk. They eat all of the seeds, and, and you have to watch them. Sometimes they fly across the road and they're like, in front of your car. Yeah. Intoxication to alcoholic substances is a Kiwi thing. <laughs> we all do it, the birds as well. Hey, you know, talking about alcohol, I was talking to one of our colleagues in South Africa. Well, he's he's stuck over there, actually. He lives here in New Zealand. But he got stuck over there through the whole um, stuff that we've been going through. And they've been locked down in, in a, like a level three lockdown since... The 23rd of March. No alcohol, no cigarettes being sold. Well, I re- actually reckon that's a great thing. I mean, their community over there, it's, it's, it's got to be. They've, they've just got, you know, huge, huge problems in both those departments and it's got to be. There's no money around. They can't afford to be buying cigarettes and alcohol. What a good way to get rid of smoking. I know, I know. Um, and I would have lost a lot of weight if, I, if they hadn't been selling alcohol either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, me as well. You know, little Miss Fitness Bunny, who has always prided herself on being the fittest little bunny that's ever around and the healthiest little bunny, eats all the right foods, da-da-da. I had to do some testing um, earlier on in the week. I am in the I, – I failed in three of them. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've never failed in any health thing ever in my life. And oh. I failed in three of them. My BMI, which is body mass index, is slightly high, um, which means my diabetes, which I don't have, I'm on the verge of. Um, and what was the other one? Um, Oh, blood pressure. Blood pre- My blood pressure has always been 70 over 120, which is perfect. I've just touched on 80. <gasps> that's a big jump. Is that a big jump? Do you know, I don't know if that's a big jump. How much do they ju- how big a chance do they jump in by one? Um, I'm actually still in the um, in the good zone just, um, apparently. But the fact that it's jumped suddenly after all these years is just ridiculous. I mean, I had tests last year and I was fine. So, um, Hey, what did I tell you about your diabetes then? So you're saying on the verge of, so is there any advice they actually gave you to go, all right, so you're on the verge of, so these are the things you need to change in your life or or did they not bother with anything like that? Oh, they gave me a whole pile of brochures and pamphlets and things which I browsed through and then chucked in the bin because everything they advise you to do, I'm doing. Um, And I've been doing, you know, for most of my life. So 
yeah, I've got all these massive brochures and things telling me what to eat. I eat all of that. Um, you know, I mean. And obviously more. <laughs> in the bin. And then I went, you know what, am I really going to worry about this at 70 years of age? I sort of went, mm, yeah, I don't want to have any health problems. I want to keep climbing mountains and doing all the things I do. But the other part of me went, well, you know, if I have to change anything, then it's going to probably stop me from doing those things anyway, you know? So I don't know. Is there yeah. one thing you could change that would make a difference? Probably stop drinking wine every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to do that? <laughs> Get onto the red wine. If you're drinking white, no good. Get onto the red. If I drink red wine, it makes me sneeze all day and I can't function. I've got an allergy to something in red wine. Isn't that and funny? Tomatoes, and to, yeah. Yeah, because I've got, I'm the opposite. White wine. White wine gives me a massive headache, even just a couple of glasses. Always has. Always has. Um, bubbles is okay, but red wine, perfect. But it's yeah, interesting. Okay. We obviously something in the, in the wines that um, affects our bodies. Yeah. See, yesterday I had um, tomatoes. I went out last night to some friends. Well, I'd actually cooked them a huge dinner and, and taken it out to them. Um and ended up by sitting and eating it with them. I know we were in lockdown, but it was just my last thing that I had to do. And I had tomatoes in my salad, and I sat there last night and sneezed for 10 minutes. <laughs> had to take an antihistamine to be able to stop. And it's violent, you know. It gives you a headache and everything in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love tomatoes, and I love red wine, and I love all these things, but shh, <laughs> not worth it. I, and I presume, because you've spoken about this before, actually, on the radio, about the, the tomatoes and things, um, is it, is it, does it matter whether it's the acid-free tomatoes or the, the old heritage tomatoes? Or is, does it matter? Is it any? No, it's, it's actually, I did a whole pile of experiments on, on what food was um, making it worse and better, and it's the foods that have, um, oh, what is it, that poisonous stuff in them, um, um, dip, 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 nightshade, nightshade. Okay. Mm. Um, so you know things like all the things I love the most: eggplant or aubergine, which mm. yeah, I love it. Um, blueberries, um, <gasps> yeah, I know. I know. All the things I love the most have nightshade in them, and as soon as I cut all those out, the sneezing stops, and I literally can just sit there. And have three tomatoes like I had last night, and I'm talking about the little cherry tomatoes. And three hours later, I'm sneezing my head off. Hey, and if anybody else out there, if you're having the same problems, maybe have a look around what you're eating and what what food you're eating, you know, that makes you sneeze or whatever, and cut it out and do some experiments for a while to see if it is, you know, um, something yeah, to do with that. Talking blueberries, we planted we planted another three blueberry um, bushes, so we now have. Oh, goodness, um, we have six, seven, eight, nine, ten blueberry bushes, but we also have a blackbird that loves blueberries as well. And we, we put netting over the blueberries, but this little blackbird will find any tiny little hole and make a little hole that he can get in to the blueberry bushes. So the new ones we planted, we're going to have to, I think, get some new netting when it time when they fruit and yes, but then maybe with that many we can share. Well, I was just thinking if you feed him outside of the netting so that he's full, will he still try and get through the netting? He does. 
He just even when he's full, he just yes, doesn't. He's stop just incredible. I, I've tried that. I tried that last year, um, but obviously the ones on the other side of the fence look better. Um, I got a BB gun. Would you like my BB yeah. gun? <laughs> it works really good. <laughs> And I'm hoping this year with, with all of those new blueberry plants, we'll have plenty and we can share them in as well. So um, it is nice to share. But it's also quite annoying when, um, you know, you go to your tree and it's gone. And we had that with the wax eyes this year. The little wax eyes got into the mandarins of all things. And I'd go to pick a mandarin and the little beggars had left the whole um, peel on the tree. So it looked like the mandarin was there and gone in from the, the inside and picked it all out. Oh, I had a rat that was doing that. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, I, I had saying, a, a water rat coming over from the Tamaki River, and I had, I used to put my fruit bowl on the table, and he was doing it with kiwi fruit. All the skin of the kiwi fruit would be on the carpet on the floor, and there would be no flesh left. <laughs> and I was, I was looking at this day after day going, what on earth is this insect or animal that's getting into my house? And it turned out it was a water rat that was getting it. Wow. Oh, mandarins. My ponies like mandarins. Well, I hope that's good for them. I, well, I did have to Google it, actually, um, because I just thought, oh, I've never done this, you know, never done this before. And some, although my, my little ponies are quite good, if they don't like something, they won't eat it. You know, they're, they're not little gobblers and will eat everything. If they don't like it, they won't eat it. But we were sitting there eating mandarins here, um the other week and they decided they were going to have try a wee bit and nicked it out of Jeff's hand and, and the first time it kind of spat it out but the second day when we were sitting there eating our mandarins while they were eating their dinner they decided to do it again and they, they loved them and now they expect them so we'd have to peel our mandarins while we're standing there while they're eating their dinner and then they would expect their dessert which was a couple of mandarins each. I hope yeah. you don't peel the mandarins for them. Oh, you have to? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think they'd like it with the skin on. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't think they'd eat it with the skin on. And actually, I was talking to someone else, and they said, oh, they like um, Fijos as well. And I thought, I'm not standing there scooping out Fijos for them. <laughs> we peel them. What's the difference? <laughs> well, it's because we were peeling ours for ourselves as well, and we'd sit there and um, eat those. But, yeah, that was quite interesting. And just slobbering, and they just... You know, when they really love something, they start dribbling and slobbering away. And, yeah, it's quite funny. Oh, bless. So, yeah. All so how's, how's work um, coping with you with all this new stuff that's going on around us? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, because my stuff's all face-to-face, it's pretty hard, actually, isn't it? You know, it's um, and, and I know for anybody out there, actually, where their work is face-to-face and kind of can't be done so well online, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle, you know, Um Stuff gets cancelled like yourself. You know, you can't go into people's houses and clean um, because of the face-to-face. So, mm. yeah, interesting, isn't it? That there's a chunk of yeah. us out there that, um, yeah, is affected by it, yeah. I read an interesting, a really interesting article by a Swedish doctor um, who has gone right through the whole um, pandemic thing in Sweden. And Sweden handled it a lot differently to everybody else. Mm. Um, They didn't lock anything down. They kept everything open. Nobody bothered to wear face masks. They just treated it like um, another illness has come along and and coped with the extreme masses in the hospitals and that and carried on as per normal. Mm. Um, And it's really interesting because... He says that now, after only a few months, all the COVID patients have disappeared. Um, You know, so it's only been four months since the pandemic there started. And it's like the 
the immunity has built up in the community and and so just like the influenza the once the immunity had built up there weren't so many deaths and and everything started getting back to normal nobody shut anything down and he he says that's what's happening in Sweden and he wishes the rest of the world would look at Sweden and stop um, putting themselves through all this drama and stress and, and shutting businesses down to cope with it. He does admit that an awful lot of people have died. He, they had 6,000 people in their country of 10 million who died, which mm-hmm. is a lot. Um, but considering that 70% of those who have died of COVID were over the ages of 80, they would have died in a few years anyway. So that's sort of Sweden's attitude. Well, you know, it's <laughs> only the ones that would have died that, that, yeah. that um, we're getting rid of. But what he's saying in the, in the long run is that shutting down is completely in order to decrease the number of deaths makes only makes sense if you're going to stay shut down until a vaccine is available. Otherwise, you need to stay open and build up your immunities. And I found it really interesting. I mean, he was a doctor who went through the whole thing and he said it was pandemonium and he was just in tears every night with exhaustion to begin with. But after four months, they were through it. Yeah. I suppose there's a whole lot of different things, isn't there? And I sincerely hope that um, the people anywhere that have overcome COVID, that it doesn't just sit dormant for a while and then pop up. Um, and that's yes. I suppose, something we don't know yet. Um, yeah, yeah and, that's true. But yeah. they don't seem to, their cases haven't started rising again like they have in, in England and France and, and Italy. Um, yeah, but look at ourselves. We don't know where we got our, well, actually, oh. Um, uh, No, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Gosh, being a a week on. See, this is what happens when when we do it on. um, We pre-record our programs sometimes. You just totally forget what you're going to say, don't you? Um, But, yeah, you know, no, it is is interesting um, either way to to what what each person believes. I think a big part of it, though, is how big your health force is. That's the big part. Yeah, well, that's not working in the state. I mean, his his philosophy isn't working in the states, is it? Because they're all just um, carrying on pretty and if, much. And if you have to to deal with it, then there's unnecessary deaths. And I think that's the way. I think that's the way I look at it. We don't have a huge health force. Um, if suddenly everybody got ill and we couldn't cope with that, um, and then you get unnecessary deaths. And that's, yeah, so, but, yeah, who knows? It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, to how each country has been um, dealing with it. Uh, and I know. I, I just found that, that interesting because I think they're the only country in the world that dealt with it that way and that is coming out with that opinion saying, hey, this worked, you know. Yeah. Um, a vaccine. Yeah. Sorry? Russia's got a vaccine, so they claim. They have, yeah. Absolutely. Well, actually, China did too, and we haven't heard any more about that. Now, China, what was that, about a month ago, they decided um, they were going to try it on all of the army, and we actually haven't heard any more about that. So, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. Now, that's an interesting point. Why do we all of a sudden not start hearing anything Mm. um, when it is a news thing? I mean, I watch um, four different countries' news. I watch the um, Al Jazeera, the media. I'm not hearing anything on any of them. So have they all cut China out of the news media? I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? Because it was a big thing and they were going to um, vaccinate all the army. And I thought, yeah, well, they probably haven't got a choice. Um, well, that's <laughs> um, 
but but yeah, then we didn't hear anything more, did we? Yeah. So yeah, quite interesting. Hey, we all do it differently. We're all gonna survive. Well, we'll survive one way or the other. We've all got to die of something, don't we? True. True. You're far too young to be thinking like that. I can think like that. <laughs> Not you. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Gosh. Um, yeah, so going forward, do you know what? I've got, to, I've got to share this with you, Irene. I got told off by our producers the other day because we guessed that too much. Mm, I know. We and do talk a load of trouble, don't we? <laughs> and you get to cut half of our gas bag out because we um, we went way over time. And, and once again, you know, for our listeners, it's funny, isn't it? You start gas bagging and, and you just, um, it's well, time just goes, doesn't it? It is like having that cup of coffee. It just goes. And we run out of time again. Are you trying to tell me we're out of time? Well, I don't know. I think you forgot to put the clock on. I know, I think so, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm trying to do a bit of maths here and wonder whether um, we, we're, who knows. This, this is called lockdown mode, people. It's total lockdown mode. <laughs> and, and it'd be great to hear from you, guys, from you guys out there. What are you doing? What fun are you having? You know, did you put a plan in place in case that happened again or did you not? Did you kind of think, oh, I wish I'd done that? Like Anne-Marie and I said last week, um, and interestingly, um, last week, Anne-Marie said, oh, she wished she'd um, set her her, ma- her grandma up with Zoom so she could have Zoomed easily. Um, and then the next day we were in lockdown. <laughs> so, and I thought the same thing. Um, you know, but some of our elderly that are not so techno, uh, you know, it'd be so much easier. But did we have time to do that? Why don't you share your stories with us? Um, chuck them up on our Facebook page and we'll see you guys the same. We will see you. We, we will. We will be there the same time, same place next week. Ciao. You know, you, you make me feel so good inside.